this special bonus edition of the Chrome Polish webcast. Um, Series 1 was an absolute avalanche of uh, jokes and songs and, um, well, you know, I mean, it really started out just as a a kind of a a personal in-joke, really. Um, and uh, ended up being popular as far afield as Paraguay. And uh, I ended up collaborating with a huge number of very talented people, including some actual professional comedians, people who are actually supposed to be funny. And it's been a, a massive pleasure doing it. And Series 2 will be forthcoming in the immediate future, but until then, relax back with a uh, little bottle of uh, whatever you like, Bovril or Welsh cream liqueur is my uh, current thing, and um, kick back and listen to a lot of utter, utter nonsense. I thank you. Polish made my knees wrinkle and my forehead triple in height. What a splendid product. site of Roman town of Durbergerdum. No. The settlement was at a crossroads of Roman roads, Ermine Street. No, it wasn't. And Via Divina no. from Cambridge between Colchester and Chester. No. Uh, the Roman castra is mentioned in God Manchester's name. No, it isn't. Which comes from the Anglo-Saxon God Manchester. No, it doesn't. Referring to a Roman fortified place or army camp. Nope. Of or belonging to Godmund. Uh, typically Saxon name. No, it isn't. The location is likely to have been originally settled due to the gravel beds. It was uh, The gravel beds providing a ford. No, it the definitely wasn't. No. A rendering of God Manchester as Gunchester no. occurs in formal text in 1399. No, it didn't. A minority of visitors, former residents, and residents continue to pronounce the place as Gumster. No, they don't. 
though this has long since been superseded by God Manchester. No, 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 no. As uh, someone who likes to polish chrome polish one off four or five times a day, I have to say that uh, having listened to this podcast, it's uh, uh, it's nice to have an accompaniment to my uh, daily activities. Hello, just ringing up to see how much we're enjoying the show. Me and the wife listen every week, every month, whenever it is. We listen all right. Favourite bits? For me, the disagreeer by a mile. (laughs) He don't take no prisoners, that one, does he? He don't take no prisoners. Although, he don't get everything right. He don't care, does he? (laughs) That one doesn't care. Anyway, the wife and I were watching a film the other night about a young fella gets beaten up all the time and he learns how to do the karate, you know. Judo chops and all that. Anyway, part of his training is to wax on with one hand and wax off with the other. <laughs> you probably you probably know where we're going with this. What you guys could do in the, in the next sketch is, is instead of the waxing on and off, you what you do, you do the chrome polish on and off. <laughs> and, then, and then in the background, you have, you have judo chop, judo chop, have some of that. And then someone could be his tutor, Mr. Chiriaki, where his name is, judo chop, Mr. Chuk, no, Danielson. And then the disagreer comes in, no, Danielson. I'll, I'll leave that with you, okay. Fed up with walking forwards everywhere you go? Tried walking backwards, but keep tripping over the cat or backing into the outstretched arms of your stalker? Then why not try walking diagonally? You may not reach your intended destination, but you'll feel both refreshed and pleasingly confused when you fail to arrive. This message is endorsed by Chrome Polish and Dave's Diagonal Footwear Limited. Radio 4 And now we present the new episode of our literary panel game, Toff Off, hosted by Dominic Milktoast. Good evening and welcome to another Toff Off, our regular ramble through the literary undergrowth. And with us for this tangled trek are four distinguished guest rhizome riddlers, actor, broadcaster, author and florist, Sue Blab. <laughs> author, broadcaster, author and narrowcaster, Dennis Tiny. Poet, actor, author, broadcaster, podcaster, YouTuber and horticulturalist, Levine Wank. And reader, writer, respiratrix, bulldozer, broadcaster, game show host and Miss World 1934, Caroline Minyam. First round is, as always... What am I reading? So, Sue, what am I reading? Well, Dom, you're often penetrable on these matters, but I happen to know you're reading Che Guevara's little-known novella, Toilets of the Basque Country. Quite delightful. That's correct, Sue. Have you been spying on me? Yes. Ah. Okay. Well... That's a point to you, Sue. 
Dennis, your turn now. What am I reading? Bah, I thought I saw you nursing a sweaty copy of Orpheus in Greenwich by Indira Gandhi. But it could well have been an optical illusion. I'd just taken a rather exuberant slug. No, no, you're correct. A point to you, Dennis. Bah. Right, same question to you, Levine. What am I reading? Chasten me from my insubordination, Dominic. But I believe you may be leafing through tea is my winter lips. A very reasonable nine ninety nine from most outlets, might I add. That's your new book, isn't it, Levine? Might be. I've been reading it purely for research purposes, you understand. And for the oral sex, surely. <coughs> Thank you, Levine. Anyway, finally we have Dear Caroline. What am I reading, Caroline? She put the lime in the coconut. Uh, she drank Umboat up. She put the lime in the coconut. She called the doctor, woke him up, and said, Doctor ain't there. Boy. Correct. And booyah to you too, Caroline. Round two is, as always, guess the lyrical subject of the regional soft rock ballad. They call him the Disco Cretin. Often referred to as the disco credit. from his own novel by Clive Bloom. With Daphne Puzzlehump as the jelly. It was dark that night kind of dark that you could spoon from the air and serve with some Melba toasts. Mm. The phone was ringing. Hello? Uh-huh. No, he moved to Sidcup to become a lavatory salesman. Five fluid ounces and a generous dollop of clotted cream. You don't say. 
I'll be right over. The names are clear. Some folks call me Johnny, mainly due to that also being my name. Just a bit sooner. And Johnny and Claire don't like to be kept waiting, especially by some daisy fresh halfwit who disappeared with his order over a half hour ago. Who are you talking to, Johnny? Never you mind, sweet cheeks. So, what's all this talk about a moiter? And more importantly, where's my brown Darby? I don't know, Johnny. Just above your little kidneys, maybe? Don't get fresh with me, Alice in Wonderland. Get me my dessert. But you ain't had your mane yet. I never have a mane. They don't call me Johnny. Just desserts eclair for nothing. Why did you come over here and take a whelp of my apple strudel, lover boy? She had a voice like lemon meringue pie and a mouth like the Grand Canyon. But I could tell she was a baked Alaska. Hot on the outside, freezing cold on the inside. And I could tell she wanted more than an arctic roll. Who are you talking to, Johnny? Tune in next week for part two of... A Jelly to Remember.
very much in the uh, pantheon of chrome-related music as with polishing. There are up and down movements, highs and lows, so high and low as you polish. I have to say that this podcast, in my humble opinion, represents a decided low end of the sweep. <coughs> Sold to Mrs. Helena Croft for two guineas. Lot number four. One mahogany bedside cabinet with flowering porcelain nature receptacle. One folk loom twill and lace antimacassar. One heppel white telescope tripod with tarnished brass securing screw. One imitation action for one imitation marble washstand with purification dish and fish attachment. One anti-burglar self-preservator head bludgeon, sand-filled and hand-sewn brown leather. Two cleverly in Quandero hand-operated brown oak handle candle holders with additional string. One stuffed Galapagos giant turtle on wheels with clockwork revolving eyes. Two bottles of imitation wax fruit, one banana, ruefully chipped, once the property of the late Lord Frederick Clapton Lee of Manor. One brown thing with extra string. One brown leather moquette fireside chair. One engraved K-Pok filled Arctic tea cozy with additional string and computer. One brass bound bedstead with spring head manipulator and foot operated mallet. A similar lot. Seven and a half pairs of brown damask curtains with foam rubber lining well known in Belgravia. One cut glass delft claret decanter with extra string. One brass and metal three foot six bedstead with hair cord, anti-tick mattress and sundry attachments. Another lot. A similar lot. One collection of high-altitude eagle studies. Two volumes on how to wean vultures. One volume on how to leave vultures alone. Collection of unknotted string in hand-twisted balls. And vice versa, whichever be greater to the power of ten. Fourteen man-mounted ivory monkeys cut from single wrought iron elephant tusk and signed Jim Yakamoto of Leeds. One kiln-fired clay hairy Alsatian, answering to the name of Tom, Dick or Harry, and in that order. One Sheraton stirring cup, squatted brown and needlux, the property of the Quorn Hunt, and a similar lot, one box of brown hair cord buttons, each containing two or four perforations. A similar lot, one early x-ray of Florence Nightingale's teeth, facing east, extra string in abundance, one child's hangman kit, once used. Two heavy brown boxes on brass stilts. One polished monogram brass bound box containing three pairs of domestic knee protectors. One throat mallet. One small brown pot containing another small brown pot. One iron bound uncle frightener in three foot lengths. One anti disintegrator in matted hair cloth. One pair of anonymous fruit bowls with extra string. This closes today's auction. The diameter of owls is complicated and depends on what they've eaten. I don't know if it's allowed, but I'll just say this. Measurement is never easy. if it's a screech owl. Crumble and dangle a lizard into it. Crumble and dangle a lizard into it. Crumble and crumble and dangle. Crumble and dangle a lizard into it. So we're uh, here today in the Upper Yukon lumber forest to talk to Forest Ranger Dave Kessowitz about the local legend of the hairy bear. So, Dave, can you give us a little bit of information about the legend of the hairy whoa, bear? Whoa, whoa, you just 
say you want me to hear about the legend of the hairy bear? Uh-huh. This is not the territory for the legend of the hairy bear, man. Uh, I mean, if you want the legend of the bear, I'm your man. But if you need the hairy bear, you gotta go a hundred miles up that track. God damn. So, what you're saying is we've come to the wrong place, right? Yep. Go see the other guy if you want the hairy bear. If you just want the bear, though. Okay, okay. Okay, let's start again. So, we're here today in the uh, Upper Yukon Lumber Forest to talk to Forest Ranger Dave Kasowitz about the local legend of the bear. So, Dave, what can you tell us about the legend of the bear? Well, Tom, about 50 years ago, in this very clearing here, uh, my daddy, he, he spotted a bear, and uh, he uh, tried to take a photograph of uh, this bear, but uh, he didn't have his camera on him at the time, so he just uh, went home and uh, he told uh, told me about the, the story of the bear and uh, I've uh, remembered up, up to this day it's, uh, some of the sticks in my mind and uh, I don't suppose I'll ever forget it Okay, so your, your daddy came here he wanted to take a photograph of the bear, but he didn't have his camera. So what actually happened then? Well, I just told you what happened, Tom. He came here, he saw the bear, he wanted to take a photograph, he didn't have his camera. He came home, he told me the story of the bear. I remembered it, and now I'm telling you the story of the bear. Um... Well, Dave, uh, you know, please uh, please don't take this the wrong way, but uh, that's not really too much of a story. Uh, I mean, you know, stories usually have a beginning, a middle, and some kind of, you know, they got to have something in there to, special, you know? Your story, on the other hand, doesn't seem to contain any data whatsoever. Well... It is what it is. I never promised you nothing. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's uh, see if we can approach this in a slightly different way, shall we? I mean, you know this other guy, you know, the hairy bear guy? The legend of the hairy bear. Yep. Incredible story, man. You never hear a story like the legend of the hairy bear. Not as long as you live. It's getting shorter every minute. Okay, let's uh, let's think about this. So you know, bears, bears in general, they're pretty hairy, right? Uh, I guess so. I never actually saw one myself. Jesus wept. You've never seen a bear in your whole life. How have you avoided seeing a bear? I mean. I've only been here for like three days, and I've already seen about 50 bears. This is the Yukon. You live here. And that's why I'll always remember the story of the bear. Egg on legs, egg on legs, egg on legs, egg on legs. 
if you're not careful, I'll sit on you. started making bigger ships. Friend once said to me, how far above sea level do you think we are? We were on a beach. I once stopped at a service station on the M1. As I was putting the petrol in, a man asked me, is this your car? Oh no, I replied. I just like to randomly fill up other people's vehicles for fun. Well, he said, it's a hearse. Did you know? Oh my God, he said, I thought it was just a nice big car with lots of room for shopping. But just so you know, a hearse is useful sometimes. At service stations, I like to get in the back and have a little nap. That does tend to freak folk out a little bit. So when someone tells you there's no such thing as a stupid question, that is rubbish. I collect them. So send your stupid questions to evb at stupidquestions.com with £7.42 and I'll send you a sarcastic retort. Then put them in a jar of squid ink or write Egypt Hallelujah over the top so no one 
can ever read them again. Good evening and welcome to What Price? Uh. Today's contestants on What Price Uruguay are Madeleine Chin Tingle from East Norwich, uh. Davy Boy Munch Bunny from Churston Clematis, uh. and Lorna D. Plank from Argus St. Bumbottle. Uh. Thank you, thank you, and a warm welcome from Mavis's Tea Rooms, Bista, to another edition of What Price Earth? <laughs> the show where, as you can hear, to err is human. The rules of What Price Ukuruga are as follows. Number one, no being kicked in the doodah. Number two, all contestants must at least be able to say their own name. Number three, all cash prizes are vouchers valid only in the What Price Ukuruga Hergur shop. Number four, no passing away. As always, our first round is Say Your Own Name. So, contestant number one, could you please say your own name? Correct. Contestant number two. Correct. No, 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 no. Wait until I've said, say your own name. Correct. <sighs> right, let's just move on, shall we? Deep breath. <sighs> Contestant number three. Say your own name. Contestant three, hello. Please say your own name. Potential rule for contravention in booth number three. Potential rule for contravention in booth number three. Our third contestant has passed away and is therefore disqualified under rule four. <sighs> Seems to happen every week these days. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Round number two. Mm. Yes, this is the round where each of the contestants are asked to consume my biscuit of the week. And this week's biscuit is bourbon. Contestant number one, please eat a bourbon biscuit. Mm. Correct. Contestant number two, please eat a bourbon biscuit. Mm. Correct. Contestant number three, please eat a bourbon biscuit. Um, I don't think she can do that anymore, Sandy. Contestant number three, please eat a bourbon biscuit. Oh God, not this again. Can somebody please unplug Sandy? Contestant number three, please eat a bourbon biscuit. Come on, guys, please. I've had enough of this. Contestant number three, please eat a bourbon biscuit. Casualty number two and... Round three. What's the price? <laughs> Windows 95 failed to start. Please check your floppy disk. Cannot fathom why this program even exists, but if you are going to polish your chrome, do make sure to use aluminium foil. It really does make a difference and brings out the shine. If you search for Inverness, it isn't hard to find. Just do a left at Coyle Bridge. 
the turning follows the route of the A9. Even though your car is now a fridge, Polishy is such a chromely word. Everyone is so Good evening. Here is the shipping forecast issued by the Meteorological Office at 0400 hours and sponsored by WeBuyAnyTrawler.com. The general synopsis at midnight low, just west of Bailey, 1006. Expected East Ferries, 1007 by midnight tonight. High, 100 miles west of Fitzroy, 1030. Expected 400 miles west of Fitzroy. 1,034 by the same time. Viking. Southerly, becoming colonic, 4 or 5. Slight or moderate, occasional rain, good, occasionally poor. North at Sierra, south at Sierra. Late kickoff. 40s, south or southwest, veering west or northwest later. 4 or 5, occasionally 6. Slight or moderate, Occasional drafts, then chess. Good, occasionally poor for a time. Cromarty, fourth, tyne, dogging. Fisher, south or southwest, becoming chronic later, four or five. Slight or moderate, occasional rain or showers later. Affluent, occasionally poor. German bite, south or southwest, becoming cyclonic later, four or five. Slight or moderate, mediocre, with frog patches. Humber Thames, score draw. Dover White, Portland Plymouth, I've got an aunt, she lives in Lynmouth. Biscay, northeast, backing north, then stepping slightly to the left, four or five. Slight or moderate, drizzle with Malibu later, good, occasionally poor. Trafalgar, rent due. £200, please. Seoul, southwest, fearing north or northwest later, four or five. Slight or moderate. Occasional doo-wop, Motown later, mainly poor. Lundy, Fastnet, RSC, Dum-dee-dum-dee, Dum-dee-dee. Shannon, Rockall, Malin, Hebrides. Chronic, mainly west, six or seven. Moderate or rough, becoming downright ugly. Occasional rain, Fog patches in north. Moderate or good, occasionally destitute in north. Baileys, yes please, with some light ice in and maybe some petty four. Fair Isle, cyclonic becoming mainly northwesterly, five or six. Moderate or rough. Sweaty with occasional knitting. Pharaohs, southeast Iceland, match postponed. And that concludes the shipping force. Chromey polish, I can't acknowledge whether large or tiny, it makes it shiny.
me again just to say thank you very much for listening to this and as I said series two of which you've heard a small preview in there a few juicy new bits I'm hoping you've noticed Um, series two will be forthcoming in the immediate future as soon as I have gained a proper summer tan and started looking a little bit more about 2% like Johnny Depp. I thank you and goodbye. No, no, no.
No, 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 no,